are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to a somber edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. This will be a special episode of Eddie Van Halen just passed away. And and you hear our, a little crying here. You hear our starting to the show. That's Eddie. That's from Diver Down. You know, one of my favorite guitar players of all time. My favorite guitarist of all time. And now I've lost my drummer and I've lost my, my guitarist. Please bass player, Geddy Lee, stay alive. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't need to lose my full you know? band and uh, my favorite singer Robin Zander you know you guys need to stay alive for a while man we can't take any more hits yeah. to the rock world and hey Lee how you doing <laughs> hey hey how you doing and also we we started with the eruption to start the show just to freaking just play it to God you know take care of Eddie yeah. for us man I mean um, I, I had found out about like just about two minutes ago and so I'm like, what? You know, it, it almost it almost seemed like it could have been a joke, but I saw, no, it's on Google News. It's not on, like, um, one of those fake websites. So I was like, oh, boy. I mean, I heard other um, people, podcasters and stuff, talk about how they had no information about you know um how he was doing and and it's and it's um i'm not even sure um if any of the other band members um were even aware of of it you know i'm i'm thinking he was um i mean he was walking around before and there was a like a, a guy who had a camera who happened to see him walking down the street with his wife going shopping so he went up to him and had the camera and said hey Eddie how are you doing and 
Eddie was nice to him and said, hey, how are you? And as he continued walking, the guy asked him just a few questions about his guitar heroes or what kind of music influenced him. And Eddie looked like he wasn't going to, you know, stop walking. But, but while the guy had the camera on him, he answered him and he was totally fine. And then, then the guy said, thanks, Eddie. And Eddie said, sure, take care. And, 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 and it looked like he was totally, totally cool and a nice guy and willing to answer a few questions and that was that was about maybe maybe almost maybe uh, like a few months ago or something so he was at least out and about but but then um yeah um it it just um it just doesn't seem real it doesn't seem real at all it's like so there was always hope for you know what David said what like I waited for four years for them to get going I need to get going and so he went on tour with yeah. Kiss and I don't think David even knew there was something but David predicted he doesn't think he'll play again and uh, yeah and then Sammy man I know everybody hates Sammy I bet this is tearing it up I checked all their Twitters I don't see anything on Twitter from Sammy I only see from Wolf and um let me get what yeah. Wolf said here real quick. Because what Wolf said, it, it just kind of made me cry a little, man. He's a guy just lost his dad. The guy, yeah. Wolf gets so much shit on Twitter from people, man. It, it ain't funny, man. It ain't cool the way Wolf gets gets bitched at because his dad's Eddie Van Halen. Oh, he must be la la la, you know. It's just fucking horrible, man. Can't find what Wolf said. I thought I shared it. Hold on. Yeah. Mitch LaFon put it up. Yeah. Hey, Mitch, I don't know if you listen to us, but we love you. I do. <laughs> so, let's yeah, see. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch is a cool guy. Mitch is a cool guy. I wish I could get it. He says, this is what uh, his son said. I can't believe I'm, I'm having to write this, but my father, Edward Ludwig Van Halen, has lost his long in a, a drop, drop, I can't say it, adderous battle with cancer this morning. He was the best father I could ever ask for. Every moment I shared with him on and off the stage was a gift. My heart is broken. I don't think I'll ever fully recover from this loss. I love you so much, Bob. You know? Yeah. Look, fuck, man. This just sucks so bad. It's like... Yeah. I once tweeted, um, Wolfie, for, um, it, um, I mean, um... I, I forget what it was, but I think it was some kind of music question. I just was just, you know, because I thought, you know, he's a good bassist. I just wanted to ask him some. He didn't, he didn't respond, but I mean, you know, that's, that's no big deal. I just, so, you know, I, 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 I never had anything against Wolfie. I tried to get some people on from our music groups like Vincent Cabanagh, Bob Reed. Bob Reed would have, but he has a Zoom call. Just to come in and chime in on, on Eddie's death, you know, get perspectives. Yeah. Because this is a... I, I know Neil Peart was huge. I know Tom Petty was huge. But... Yeah. Eddie Van Halen just trumps them all, man. It's like... He influenced everybody. Everybody. Because Neil Peart... Nobody could play like Neil. Nobody could play like Eddie. But people, Eddie started out, started the hair metal movement with all those guitar players. Shredding. Oh, yeah. Without Eddie, we wouldn't have had some of those great bands. You know, a lot of people have been saying, well, Eddie started 
the shit movement, you know, but fuck, mm. man. This is like, this is like our Jimi Hendrix, you know, this is our yeah. Eric Clapton, you know, this is our era yeah. of fucking guitar players who is the best that's ever lived. Nobody could do it. I remember hearing stories about him playing the whiskey where David would tell him, turn around, don't, don't let him, don't, don't let him see your finger tapping, man. We don't want them to, to <laughs> steal this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, um, um, they have on YouTube, they have different unreleased stuff that goes all the way back to around, I think even as early as perhaps 1972, but that was before David Lee Roth was there. I think David Lee Roth started around maybe 73, but the earliest recordings that they have of him were around 1974, but they had, if, if those particular demos are in good condition and someone wanted to put out at least two or three new like Van Halen albums of that old material they had enough old material where um, they could have put out several more albums of that material but um, Eddie for instance, he talked about a song that David Lee Roth wrote called Angel Eyes that he said David Lee Roth wrote the words and music and the chords and he said it's a really lovely acoustic guitar song and I'd like to put it on an album sometime, but it just doesn't fit the albums that we're doing at the time, but he said maybe sometime. So they had songs that they figured maybe didn't fit the album but Eddie wasn't tripping about it because I guess he felt there were so many songs that they already had that were on albums that he kept putting out music. They showed his studio and <laughs> they showed um, that he... <laughs> If, if all of those particular, like, discs of tape that he has in his studio are filled with songs, you, I could see 1,000 albums of new Eddie Van Halen music, at least. He had that many, and, and, and the stuff that Wolfie picked for A Different Kind of Truth that was from, I think, he looked at one or two of those of those discs, and so that was from that stuff. But think about a whole studio wall filled with other stuff like that. And so he was, he, I mean, I used to talk about how I was very prolific as far as doing tapes of music, but... But he he made what I do seem like like only half as much, you know. And so you got to give the guy a lot of credit for being one of the most creative 
um, musicians around. He, 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 he really. Um, he said that he didn't know how to describe what he did, but he said he knows when he did it and and what it meant to him. You know. I know. I just remember stories of like. They, uh, David Lee Roth wanted to be in their band so bad because he knew the talent that Eddie had and he offered them <laughs> amps, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Let me in your band, I got this. Because David, yeah. David knew what kind of talent that Eddie had. It's like, fuck, man. It's like, nobody has the talent of Eddie. Nobody has the... the he was a freaking classical freaking artist on freaking electric guitar, man. Yeah. It's like nobody could play like Eddie. It's just so fucking weird, man. It's like, it's yeah. like when I first ed heard Eddie, I go, oh my God, I love this guy. I wish I could play like him. I wish I could play guitar, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I already can figure out that the news and the YouTube and everything is going to be flooded with commentaries from people and deservedly so but yeah I, I can I can imagine it's going to be um, a, quite a few days of a lot of sadness I know man I don't know this is like Neil yeah. dying, Tom Petty mm -hmm. dying, Prince dying, all my favorite yeah. musicians in my lifetime. And this is like my guitar player, you know. We got two people that are going to come in and chime in on here. I'm just waiting for them. Bob Hay from my YouTube cast and uh, Devin Dugan, you know, from the, um, what is it? Yeah. What is this podcast, man? Danger Zone podcast that we've been on a yeah. million times. Yeah. And we got those two coming on. So before we get isn't them it, on. Isn't it kind of ironic? That, that we did the whole Van Halen discography before that happened. Yeah, we did Isn't that. that kind of a trippy? And we did uh, A Different Kind of Truth with Dr. Fuck, you know. Yeah, so it's kind of cool that we we did that before this happened. Because if not, not that I am a, you know, a dreamer or a fantasy guy, but um, if there was any chance that Eddie could have heard the podcasts hey you know they were out there during that time and so i'm glad that we were able to do them just in case for some some you know reason he he was able to hear them you know yeah so uh let's get in let's play some van halen music yeah. let's uh, you wanted to hear i ain't talking about love so Here's yeah, the, that's one of my very first favorite songs by them. Isn't that a fucking great song, man? Even Sammy yeah. did that song. It's it's such a great song, and I fucking needed Sammy Hagar one day. I know you guys, oh, yeah. most, most of the people fucking hate Sammy, but fucking Eddie died, you know? Let's give, yeah. let's, let's all have like a big hug and a kumbaya, and let's be respectful yeah. to Eddie, you know? I don't know what Eddie, I wish... You know, even Sammy wished they would have made up, you know, because time is slow. They're all getting older. Sammy's, sad. Yeah. you know, people always slam Sammy because he's yeah. talked shit about him. But 
Fuck, that's what friends and brothers do, man. They talk shit about each other, you know? I know they love each other. He couldn't have been in a band that long if they didn't respect and love each other. But let's get into the, some, some from the first Van Halen album, Ain't Talking About Love by Van Halen. You know, Rip Eddie, we love you, man. <laughs>
Okay, that was Ain't Talking About Love, man. Our tribute, special episode tribute to the greatest guitar player of all time. And it's not fucking debatable, people. He is the fucking greatest guitar player of all time. I know you would say Jimmy Page, but fuck, they're both tied well, they're, for me. They're, they're, they're different styles. So it's, it's you know, when, when it comes to what Eddie did, he he really was the only one who could do what he did. Yeah. You know? He's the only one he could do what he did. You know, Eddie was very influenced by Eric Clapton. Fucking, he said that was one of his biggest influences. But oh yeah, Eddie always said later when he started recording that he stopped listening to music because he didn't yeah. want to be influenced by other people. You know, he kept. I his... remember. Oh, go on. Go ahead. I'm done. Oh okay. I I remember in an interview. Um, this was. I forget when I read it. It was maybe the late 80s or the very early 90s and they asked Eddie Van Halen um, what new music have you heard you know recently and he said I don't hear any new music he said um, oddly enough Wolfie gave him a copy of a Peter Gabriel album that just came out so he was listening to it and he said he liked the song Red Rain and and then about maybe quite a lot of years later, like 20 or 30 years later, this was like maybe a few years ago, they asked Eddie in another interview, what new music have you heard? And he said the 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 last new thing he had heard was when Wolfie gave him a Peter Gabriel CD. So it was like, <laughs> um, um, since then he hadn't even heard anything, you know? Yeah. All right, we're going to bring on one of our friends from the uh, Danger Zone podcast, uh, Devin Dugan. Uh, we're chiming him in right now. It might take a couple seconds, but man, like he said, we just did a podcast about the Van Halen disography yep. with him. And um, he's unavailable. <laughs> he said he oh. was ready. Come on, Devin, get your ass on here, man. Oh. Man, we trying to call... <laughs> <laughs> He's funny, man. Uh, yeah. All right, man. What else do you have to say about Eddie? Well, um, well, I'll say that I I can talk about when I first heard about Van Halen. There was a guy in our school, um, uh, you know, one of the kids named Tim, and um, he was the kind of guy if. If you remember the the show Saved by the Bell and remember Zach, yeah, the the guy who played Zach, he he kind of he kind of had that smug look and and sort of sort of attitude, but but he, he he was a little more in attitude. He was a little more like Hyde from um, that Sumney show, but but he looked like Zach, and 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 then um, when you would talk to him, he would kind of sound like. Okay, I'll talk to you for a minute, but you know, um, I don't want to spend too long talking to you because I'm 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 a little cooler than you. That was sort of how he came across. But he he would tell me about you know Aerosmith, "Get Your Wings" was their best album, and he would talk about what he liked to Tenujin and and different groups. And and one day in class, he said, "Hey, um, there's a new group." Um, call Van Halen and 
get it. You said they're better than Kiss. They're better than Aerosmith. They're better than everybody. Get it. And I had not heard of them. They had just come out, and I just knew that he just said the name Van Halen. I, And so I went into the record store, and they only had like maybe one or two copies of it there because it was a new album and wasn't wasn't really you know much of anything yet so i just got it and and then then lo and behold they they became one of the biggest groups but i i i got about maybe only a day or two after it came out you know yeah man i i didn't get into van halen till um 1984 when i saw all those videos on mtv and i saw freaking jump and i freaking ordered it from columbia house and it was like yeah damn this is so good and then i went i i remember when i was playing your favorite album when i used to go to after school counseling they picked me up at a van and the driver his name was steve perry he was a black man named steve perry oh wow so isn't that ironic don't you think uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I was playing uh, Escape, your favorite album by Journey. Oh! And uh, some other guy who was a count counselor, he said, well, let's play this. And he put in Women and Children first. And I go, I don't like that. That's not 1984. <laughs> you know, I was a young, stupid wow. kid, you know. And later in life, that's become one of my favorite Van Halen albums, along with Fair Warning. It's like... Yeah. I remember when that first came out, um, I, I thought that was the first album that they did that I thought was truly their own sound. I was hearing other influences in some of their other, like their first two albums, and there were songs I liked and songs I didn't like as much, but even though I didn't love every single song on Women and Children first, I thought that, first of all, it was the first album where they wrote all the songs and then they had stuff like the beginning of Fools, and then they had stuff like the drum part in the beginning of Everybody Wants Some, and and that can be kind of considered progressive rock in a way. It's like they were starting to become, you know, original at that point, I thought. Okay, man, let's see if we can get Robert Hay in, at least right now. Uh, Devin said Skype kicked him out. Oh. Let's see if we get him in. He's a huge Van Halen fan. And uh, are you there, Robert? No, he isn't. What's going on? Nobody. Will... Robert, you there? Robert, calling Doctor Love. No. Mm. I'm Dev... here. Hey, Devin, are you Hi. there? Yep, yeah, I'm here. All right, Devin, uh, tell us about. Hi, Devin. We're, we're, we brought in Devin Dugan from the uh, Danger Zone podcast, and we just barely did a two-part series on the Van Halen discography, and then we. We get this news today about Van Halen. How are you feeling, Devin? All sorts of emotions. I, I'm having trouble taking this news, honestly. I can't believe it. I know, man. Yeah. I, I found out about a minute or two or so right before we did this podcast. And so I'm all I saw was, what? You know, I, I that's all I could think of. You know, R.I.P. Um, Eddie, I'm. You know, I'm. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 
It's like I said, my favorite drummer died, my favorite guitar player just passed away, and now Getty Lee, you need to fucking stay alive, and Robin Zander on vocals, you need to stay alive. I don't want my fucking all-time favorite band to die, you know? <laughs> yeah. Band. It's like heartbreaking, Devin. Um, it is, Devin. So, um, like, Devin, what, what, what would you say is your favorite Eddie Van Halen moment? A little bit cliche, but probably eruption. I mean, that's the that's a game changer, definitely. Yeah, we played that to start the show. Um, it's a great song. It's like I used to have that as a ringtone, but it scared people. <laughs> you know, people hear my phone go, oh. "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> you know, I made that ringtone for my own recording from the Van Halen one album. Oh, yeah, yeah, and this is just devastating. It's like I was telling everybody, I said, man, fucking stay off Sammy today. I don't, uh, I haven't seen any tweets from any of the band members except from Eddie's son. Um, yeah. It's just devastating. I wonder how Sammy and Roth is going to take this, man. It's like yep. Michael Anthony. You know, this is devastating for the whole world of rock and roll music. This is like an innovator, oh, yeah. someone who's never done what he's done in in people like i said this is our generation's Jimi hendrix you know yeah all right Devin, i just wanted you to chime in buddy um sorry this is like a somber moment to get you on our podcast <laughs> oh i understand it's, yeah, it's just a it's a bit it's definitely a big loss definitely yeah man uh sorry about this man Devin, and um well, we'll get you on the podcast some other time, <laughs> you know. So I just had to do a podcast today because I love Eddie Van Halen. This is devastating to me because freaking Neil Peart, Prince, Tom Petty, and now fucking Eddie. It's like, how bad is fucking this year? I think it sucks flaming balls. <laughs> mm -hmm. Fucking. That's, that's definitely true. 2020 sucks. All right, Devin, we're going to let you go, man. Thanks for being on here. No problem. No All problem. Right. Take care, Best Devin. Best in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Thank you, Devin. Take it easy. Uh, let's see if we could add my other guy, Robert Hay, from the U2 cast. Uh, Skype is going slow today, man. Everybody's probably on here doing Eddie Van Halen uh, yeah. tributes. Hey, Bob, are you there? Hello. Bob? We hear you. Hey, Bob. Hey. Hey, man. So, uh, what's your favorite moment of Eddie Van Halen? You there? I'm there. I was trying to think. Because, like, the last time I actually saw him was a, sh a show up in uh, Seattle. Not Seattle. Portland. Sorry. And you saw him uh, with David? Yeah, that 2015 summer tour. That's that when was I, the only, with Cool in the Game opening? <laughs> um, no, it was a Kenny Wayne Shepherd band. Oh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd's awesome. I saw him with Cool in the Gang in 2013. That was a weird opening act, but they really kicked it. Oh, well. How many, is that the only time you've seen Van Halen live? Yes, that was a bucket list item. Yeah, I saw them five times with Sammy and then once with David and 
They were all great except the first time uh, first time I saw them. I was on two hours sleep and I fell asleep at the Pacific Amphitheater in Orange County during the fuck tour. <laughs> and I had to get tickets when they played the forum <laughs> to see that tour again. I was kind of hoping they had that stage like they had in the video runaround where they were like it was spinning. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I record the entire show I was at, and for some reason it didn't save to the iCloud, so when I had to do a restore on my phone, I lost it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm really sad about that, too. It's a shame that he yeah. and Sammy never patched things up. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what is your favorite Van Halen song? Mine? Yeah. Um, I think uh, it's going to be Everybody Wants Some. Everybody Wants Some? Yeah. That's a great song, man. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. We just wanted to... Uh, yeah, thanks, Bob. Get man. some different perspectives on here. We're going to bring some other people on right now. So thank you, Bob, and check us out on the YouTube And I also, And I also thought Everybody Wants Some was one of the first songs I heard from them that sounded really innovative like it was their sound so that was one of the first songs that really impressed me by them yeah that was a really good song by them <coughs> all right Pablo, Pablo was my favorite from the sammy era yeah sammy era what was your favorite cobble wobble yeah all right man uh so that's a cool song too that's a great song it's a party song <laughs> Uh, uh, Eddie was a little pissed off about Cobble Wobble Club, though, <laughs> because it made money after he sold his shares in it. Oh. Uh, it was a little uh, thing for Eddie. Uh, so we're going to let you go, Bob. And uh, before we let you go, we're going to play uh, Finish What You Started from the Sammy Hagar era. So here's Finish What You Started on the Freeform Rock Podcast. And this, this shows Eddie playing a little acoustic, a little different. So it's pretty cool. All right, later, Bob. One, two, one, two. Come on, baby.
Okay, we got Edwin Conestracci on, which people know from uh, Facebook. <laughs> at least most of my listeners do. <laughs> How you doing, Edwin? Uh, do you ain't, I mean, doing in the grand scheme of things, I'm doing well considering 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and now this is just like, you know, and I don't want to turn Eddie's th- yeah, death him. into just like another 2020 thing. It's its own sad, tragic thing. So, but yeah, in the context of this year, it's like even worse. But regardless, it's just very sad. I mean, this man was a legend. We all know how yeah. important he was. And also not just, you know, musically or historically, uh, he was a big part of my childhood. You know, as a child of the '80s, my first memory of him is the you know is the jump video actually. But I just remember seeing him and playing the guitar, and his name was Eddie, and mine I was an Eddie. And so as a little kid, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, this guy seems really cool," and he's an Eddie, and I got really excited. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, and this song." And of course, you know, I got older, and when I was a teen, you know, I learned how he's more than just a cool dude. He was this like musical genius, and of course, all those. David Lee Roth era Van Halen albums I got as a teenager and yeah it was a big part of my life and a lot of people's lives yeah when I got the news yeah. today I was watching a, a local news here and they said what the fuck I go can, like we said can 2020 get any worse they said 2020 sucks flaming balls I go, yeah I go I lost my favorite uh well my band like my all-time favorite band would be Neil Peart on drums Eddie on guitar Giddy Lee on bass and freaking Robin Zander on vocals, you know. That'd be too good. That that band would be too good. They'd be distracted. <laughs> They'd all be all over each other. Yeah. I think they could do it. They're geniuses, man. You, you need a little lukewarm water in there. <laughs> like who would you they, who would you put in they there? They would need uh they, they would need a producer who could say no we're not going to keep turning up everybody's instrument louder and louder, you know let them you know let me decide you know yeah anyway yep well yeah who, who would be loud on, on on that person's album <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah man i just wanted to get you on here sorry it's a, a, a somber moment to bring you finally on our podcast we've been talking about it for a while <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's like i i just had to do this today because this is like it's like devastating to me i lost what like i said neil peart tom petty prince and now eddie it's like yeah. It's like I didn't cry until Tom Petty died, and then Prince died, and then freaking Neil died. And it's like four artists that actually make me cry. I usually don't care when celebrities die, but for some reason these people did. Like you saw Eddie at Jump. I saw Eddie on Jump too when I was a kid, and I got the free uh, Columbia House albums that I never paid for. <laughs> yep, same here. Yeah, you know, I was on the yeah, I was on that con as well. It's yeah. a great con. Make, make a bunch <laughs> of names, get a bunch of tapes. <laughs> it's like, man. So, Edwin, um, how has Eddie influenced your life? Like you said a little bit of it. Well, I think so. at that point, you know, I was still just a kid. I was in elementary school. So I wasn't, like, deep into rock music. And uh, unlike some people's parents, like, you know, baby boomer parents, my parents weren't into rock music. They weren't like rock people. They were like more, it was like more like Saturday Night Fever, disco, R&B, and pop. So I didn't really have a, it was really not, it was my older brother that kind of got me into some rock music and hair metal. It was actually, it was, you know, I know a lot of the Sammy haters are not going to like this, but the first CD that got brought into my household that was a Van Halen album was 5150. 
So I have very fond memories too of my brother who was like five years older than me, like working out in the gym, pumping, you know, 5150, you know, after like the Rocky Four soundtrack, which is what he played the most. But 5150, so those songs, Dreams and Summer Nights. So they also, in addition to watching the videos from 1984, like on MTV, that was that was a big part of my childhood. And I kind of connected Van Halen as like this is teenage music because it's what my teenage brother listened to and i would watch like fast times at ridgemont high and jess spicoli you know talked <laughs> about he wanted the van halen you know party you know the ultimate yeah. party at the end you know with Eddie. and so they just seemed like like that's the ultimate party cool music is van halen music and of course by the time i was a teenager it was the fucking 90s and like the party was over <laughs> so it was all, it was all yeah. grunge and flannels and nirvana and it was like a different scene so and i used to even then at the time you know i thought gee you know my brother had a cooler high school experience than me it was like all red firebirds and parties and and van halen in the 90s it was you know it's something different but you know and i think that's the thing is once we kind of got past the 90s into the 2000s, everyone started to kind of look back to that music of like the late 70s and 80s, yeah. and especially Van Halen, and realized like how how life affirming it was. Like that's the thing; it's not just musically, technically amazing music. And of course, you know Eddie Van Halen was an innovator, probably the, I'd say the second most innovative guitarist after Jimi Hendrix, I think easily, but it was life-affirming music it was music that's like hey life life is something to go out there and be part of you know and that's yeah. something that especially with uh, him and david lee roth together they created this like yin yang you know like eddie was kind of the intense one and david was the fun one but together they were both like yeah fuck yeah life let's do this yeah yeah i remember in an old interview like when they were first starting out and they were doing their tour in England, the, the, the interviewer was was asking them, do you think it's hard for a group nowadays to get a record deal? And Edward just looked at him and said, not if you're good. And looked like, <laughs> hey, the reason why we got it is because we're good. So it's like, you know, he had the confidence even way back then. Yeah. yeah, he always had that confidence. I mean, that's the thing when, you know, I guess you, you all know the story. It was like his brother was originally supposed to be the guitarist and he was the drummer. Like that's yeah. the instruments they were gotten. But then they just naturally went to the other's instruments. And Eddie Van Halen never had like any training, never read any books. He just, yeah. he just did it. He just picked it yeah. up and just learned to play in his own unique way, which is what made him so innovative and different. It's just this attitude of, yeah, fuck yeah. Why not me? Why can't I pick up a guitar and become like the next Jimi Hendrix? Why not? And how inspiring and awesome is that? That was yeah. awesome. It's like uh, Alex went, I'm taking your instrument. You're taking mine. You're better at it than I am. <laughs> yeah. It's like, of course, Alex wow. was great yeah. too. And they, they had that thing that the young brothers had, you know, Malcolm and Angus, where there's like almost like they're telepathic. There's just something because they're yeah. brothers between their playing that is just so natural that it's beyond technique it's like you know something oh, yeah. kind of spooky and like you know like it's like some family connection thing going on between those two guys oh yeah yeah i just it's like it's just devastating to hear that i was hoping maybe they would get back together with roth but roth roth was kind of hinting that they might never play again and he doesn't think that eddie is up to it and <coughs> 
I guess Roth was right. And... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why he started the Vegas thing, and I guess he knew the right. You know, obviously he knew more information than most of us. Um, I, I wasn't following so much. Were are you aware of uh, his battle with cancer? I mean, his sorry, his battle with cancer. You know, um, like, he said it could... started with him putting the picks in his mouth that started his, mm -hmm. his uh, tongue cancer. That's all. Yeah, I, I, know, I remember that a few years back, but I didn't know that he was still struggling with this latest bout. You know, well, I, um, you I, were saying, Lee? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I was just saying that, um, like on certain podcasts, I would hear um, maybe someone say, I heard this or I heard that, like he's doing okay or he's having some issues and that that they heard that he was going into a hospital in Germany for some treatments but that um, the podcasters were saying it's frustrating that there's really no news that um, in the Van Halen camp it's pretty much you never hear anything and that, um, and that if there was even just a little something, like if someone from their camp had made a, just even a one or two sentence statement, like Eddie's doing better or Eddie is having some treatments right now, just something that, that then the fans would, would at least get some information but I can understand the other side of it where if someone is going through that sort of a thing they really don't want to have a lot of press people try to maybe ask them in interviews how are you doing and if the answer is I'm not doing so well they, they might want to instead think about um the good things that's going on in their life and like uh, there was an interview well kind of an interview where um this guy on on youtube he happened to have a like a camera or something and he saw eddie walking by with his wife um like doing some grocery shopping so i don't know whether eddie knew the guy was going to come over or not but the guy just went over and said, hey, Eddie, how are you doing? And Eddie said, hey, how's it going? And and the guy just asked him a few questions about his influences or what what music he likes. And Eddie just continued walking and shopping. But he answered the guy's questions. And then Eddie said, okay, no. And then the guy said, okay, hey, thanks, Eddie. And Eddie went, sure, take care, man. And so he was totally cool. It's like um, some guy... I think could have randomly walked up to him, just asked him some questions in a short interview, and Eddie answered like it was a regular interview, and he was very gentlemanly, and, you know, I thought that was pretty hip. Yeah, he, he always came across from the interviews I've seen, you know, over yeah. the decades as kind of a straight shooter, you know? Yeah. I know he liked to keep things close to the chest, like, you know, he's a very he was a very private man and didn't want a lot of people up in his business, but if he was there in front of someone or being interviewed, like, he would just tell you what he really thought. You know, he yeah. seemed like that type of guy. 
It's like when yeah. he was at the Tool concert, somebody asked him to take a picture of them in front of the stage. It's like, he got Ken didn't even know that was Eddie Van Halen taking his picture. Yeah. <laughs> I was like flabbergasted. And the thing, he also just felt like, he seemed like a guy who just really was, he was about the music. That's the thing. That might sound a little hokey, you know, someone's about the music, but he really yeah. was about the music. And that's all these guitars and a lot of those hair bands in the 80s that were inspired by Van Halen, they didn't have that musical purity. That Van Halen yeah. had, no, yeah, like Britney Fox and stuff like that, Poison. Yeah, and these, <laughs> yeah, and they're they learning, and you know, you had a whole army of guys like learning to do little finger tapping and some of the Eddie Van Halen tricks, and they could all probably mimic the notes of er eruption, but they couldn't create their own thing that was the equivalent of eruption, something totally yeah. new and fresh and innovative. They could just follow it. Yeah, you had you had some yeah. great guitar players come out of that time, like uh, Nuno, and. Um, uh, Paul Gilbert, you know, there were some great ones coming out around him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think George Lynch, Randy Rhodes, yeah. they, they, you know, there are a lot oh, that definitely, yeah. he inspired a lot in the same way that Jimi Hendrix, like, uh, Jimi Hendrix, the guy oh, Clapton, yeah. Jeff Beck, you know, you had you know, Peter Green, a lot of really great guitarists kind of come out, you know, around the time Jimi Hendrix, but definitely like Jimi Hendrix, Eddie Van Halen's definitely like, it, that's like the first bolt of real inspiration, like, boom, that's something new. Yeah. That's something different. I said Eddie Van Halen's like our generation's Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he really is. Yeah, and but he's also just kind of like Jimi Hendrix. It's like everyone talks about the guitar playing, and yeah, it's understandable. But and I think uh, Ralph Vieira said this once that Jimi Hendrix is is rated properly as a guitarist, but underrated as a songwriter. And yeah. th I think the same thing about Eddie Van Halen. You know, it, music. Yeah, lyrically that was Dave. But musically, Eddie Van Halen was also a songwriting genius. You know, the melodies, the guitar lines, like things were to service the song. It wasn't just constant soloing all the time, you know. And in that regard, he was a little like Jimi Hendrix. Uh, and not just Jimi Hendrix, but also like Jimmy Page, where like he did what was needed. The guitars were all, it was, it was to yeah. service the song. He was a very song-oriented guy. Yeah. It's like when uh, Nate Atchison, uh, Bushy, was on our podcast doing Women and Children First, he was disappointed because there wasn't enough solos on that album. He said, where's Eddie playing? He said, he's all over that album, dude. He's just not hearing him going off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, a lot of restraint. You know, and he, of course, some people didn't like when he started to experiment with synthesizers, you know, uh, but that was, that was the type of person he was. He wanted to explore and do different things and saw it as a, like a new vocabulary. Of course, Rush did kind of a similar thing with the, with the Simpsons in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, okay, everyone was doing the things with the Simpsons. Yeah, everybody with the Simpsons. <laughs> everyone was going synth in the mid-80s, but especially the guys that didn't want it just to be kept in one box. So they were excited by things that were new and there were new possibilities. And Eddie was definitely a guy like that. Yeah, and Eddie liked yeah. a lot of classical music, so a lot of piano came, and since it was kind of a former piano, he wanted to get yep. into that more. Yeah, uh, so, but I do think his greatest achievement is the brown sound. You know, that's just, the, I mean, I, I have respect for everything he he did over his years, but those, er, those David Lee Roth albums, you know, especially from the first one to uh, Diver Down, they yep. just, the sound, that sound is just... Yeah, amazing yeah it's, it's something that only a, a true genius could create a sound like that that's so unique you know it's eddie van halen just from a, one chord you yeah. know and that's the sound that's why i'm okay yeah. with people calling the sammy error van hagar because it's different it's not the same yeah 
Yeah, it was produced different. It had a different. The guitar instantly on fifty one fifty has a different sound to it. It's not the same sound. Yeah, he, as... even, he even said that he had different guitars for that era, for with the Sammy era. So, um, different sound. And he said he he was getting those guitars fixed. And he said, well, people seem to enjoy this, so I'm going to get this guitar fixed. And there was a thing. Oh, he's getting back with Sammy. He's going to do something with Sammy, but that never happened. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'll say this, as sad as the whole thing is, and it's sad that, yeah, we did get another album, another reunion, but, you know, the fact that we got a different, you know, kind of truth and, mm. you know, and actual two, you know, tours with David again, I mean, who yeah. would have thought that back in, like, the 90s, you know, that that you'd actually get another, and it was great, that, you know, different kind of truth album mm. was great, I loved it, and it was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, who would have thought that in the 2000s that you were going to get not only a, an album where David Lee Roth and Eddie were playing together again, but it'd be a really awesome, solid album. And I actually like that album better in 1984. Yeah. I actually uh, do, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that, my favorite post-Diver Down album by the band. So, and that was just really like, wow, that was a gift. You know, that was a gift to all the fans that we could actually get another album like that so especially oh, now yeah. so, so the look back it, it was so great that we got that album yeah it's like it, it, if you know the rumors there was rumors that they're going to bring michael back in the band and have uh, wolf's band open for van halen and michael even got contacted by the manager saying would you be willing to do this this and he goes yeah he says okay we'll get back to you and they never got back to him because eddie's health was going declining i guess and uh they're gonna yeah. bring michael back and David always yeah, and wanted it, Michael back, also. Yeah, it's sad. It was a little, like, messy, you know, that it, that he wasn't part of the reunion. But also to give Wolfgang, you know, credit where credit's due. I mean, that, it wouldn't have even happened without Wolfgang, from what I've read yeah. and heard. Wolfgang really orchestrated that. Yeah, I had heard that um, there, there was an interview with a guy who uh, had been hanging out um, and maybe managing a little bit Eddie and stuff back then and I, I forget his name but he said that um, on the day that um, Wolfie um, he he was calling uh, David Lee Roth and 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 saying hi uh, like like he didn't get David on the phone right that moment but um, he just called said hi um, this is the son of Eddie Van Halen. Um, I'm Wolf. Um, I'd like you to call me back if you can. I was thinking maybe you could perform with my dad. And then after he hung up about like maybe five or ten minutes later, David Lee Roth. <laughs> I was um, going to say, was it five minutes later? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, called, but instead of calling Wolfie, he called Eddie, and then and then so um, um, David said, uh, "Hi, um, Eddie. Um, I had just gotten a call from your son Wolfie uh, about us possibly doing some music together." And Eddie went, "Who called you?" And and he said, uh, "Your son Wolfie." He went. Well, the one you call Whoopi, why are you fucking bothering me with the call? <laughs> and then he hung up and, and then so, and so then David had, had to call Whoopi, but it was like, you know, um, Eddie was like, <clears throat> okay, I'll, I'll do the reunion with you, but 
don't call me on the phone. Call my son. Kind of like that. Yeah, you know? so he was the mediator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, it was like that. I found like Jeff Pilson was like the mediator between George Lynch and Don Dokken. Like it, mm. even as early as Tooth and Nail, I was you know went, before I did my Dokken video. You know, I did some uh, research, and oh, okay. I, I was surprised. I mean, obviously everyone knew about the bad blood that they had by the time you know before the right before the band broke up. But I oh, was yeah. surprised to know that they hated each other even back <laughs> when they were doing Tooth and Nail. Wow. They apparently couldn't even be in the stu studio at the same time. Mm, yeah, I heard that. Too. I was like, wow, it's amazing that they could actually be together for as long as they were. And apparently, like, Jeff Pilson was the mediator. He was the guy that could go write a song with Don and then go write a song with George and then kind of <laughs> bring them yeah. together. Like, he, that was his role in the band. And yeah. I guess Wolfie, Wolfie was doing that kind of role between David and Eddie. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I was just reading on uh, Facebook, Michael Sweet of Striper, he said, no words can express what the world has lost. Eddie Van Halen meant more to me than I could ever express, and I'm absolutely devastated by the news of his passing. My thoughts and prayers go out to his entire Van Halen family, and I wish them all peace and healing. There will never be another ever, another ever, RIP Eddie Van Halen, eternal love and respect. That just makes you want to cry, because he did a thing about Eddie Van Halen like a month ago saying that he was his biggest influence, you know? Oh, wow, oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're going to be seeing a lot of that in the next few days. I mean, he just was such an influence on so many people, so many artists, you know. But Facebook is just lit up with Eddie Van Halen right now. It's like awesome to see. I see yeah, yours. I, yeah. <laughs> They're everybody's. Yeah, it's like that's the thing, too, is that the connection, like, you know, it doesn't make it less sad or less tragic, but at the same time, it's it's good you know it's not it's nice to see so many people that were touched by the man's music and that people could come together and do that i mean we we've all like you you know mentioned some of the heroes you lost i had this a couple years ago you know motorhead's my favorite band so when lemmy died a few years ago you know there everyone was talking about lemmy and and you know did podcast about it and that made me feel actually the first video i ever did was uh, a motorhead video was because of that because i wanted to do kind of a tribute to lemmy and let people know about his catalog of music because most oh, people just yeah. knew like ace of spades so i'd like i was like oh no you know people should know because now people might actually pay attention like people might actually go and you know look into because that's the one you know one ironic thing about when people die is they usually get kind of a, a you know a a little like surge in their music like people go and like check it out and maybe newer like younger people that weren't listening to van halen might now check it out and you know yeah. that's that's a positive thing that you know it, it, yeah. that can come from something like this yeah it's like i i didn't know motorhead that well i knew ace of spades i didn't wasn't really into them until i listened to the uh rock and metal combat podcast and they actually I went and checked them out. I go, fuck! I've been missing this shit all, all my life. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they did a great tribute. Yeah. Yeah. And did. of course, yeah. if they were still together, they would have forced me doing a Van Halen one. But yeah, we should. No, we need that. They need a Wolfgang. We need to get. We need, <laughs> we need to get them back together, man. New to a petition because even though I'm on the outs with uh, Doctor Fuck right now. Oh, you know? you're on the outs? I can't keep... I. It's hard to keep track when you're yeah, on the outs with him and when you're not on the outs. <laughs> well, me and him go in and out. You know, I, I do like the guy. I, I just don't like it when he calls me a liar and I'm not lying. That's about it. And I, 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 I got a lot of pride in, and I gave up last time he did this and I just gave in for peace. 
I do like the guy, and I, I'd like them to get back together. They were the 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 podcast that got me into podcasting. The, them and Decibel Geek with Chris and Aaron, you know. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I need the Rock and Combat Metal podcast back. Ian's not doing anything anymore. Ralph's just doing his Vieira Vault. They need to get back together and squash this fucking beef. And they need to do it and do a Van Halen episode because they can do it better than I can. I admit that. They are fucking awesome. Well, I'll tell you, if, if this doesn't bring them back together, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Because th this would be the moment that one of them would probably reach out to the other and say, fuck it, let's do a tribute. I feel like it's because they both loved Van Halen so much. Oh, yeah. So so I, they even did that. Re uh, one of their later episodes was uh, uh, Van Halen, just a spur of the moment thing. It had nothing to do with anyone dying or any new album or anything. It was just they did a spur of the moment Van Halen thing because it was like a summer it was like like i don't know like a summer day or something they said hey let's do van halen and they went through all their albums uh, i don't know if you ever listened to that one so yeah. but i've listened so, to every episode they put out even the ones with yeah. me and without ralph you know I, you know, I mean i know how much van halen means to the two of them i i'm like i'm one of the few people that's actually friends with both of them and never got either of them mad at me so i guess that's an accomplishment uh, of some me, sort <laughs> me and ian only got on the outs because of fucking political reasons it's fucking stupid but he's he's my friend yeah. again i told i that's messaged good. him the other day and i go dude a podcast i said you need to start getting a podcast we can't have you without a podcast you know Okay. They'll do something. They'll they need, be they need podcast, to get back yeah. together, man. They were the, I agree with them. They were the best fucking podcast in the universe. Yeah, <laughs> and they fucking... they they were the they spoke to all these guys like you and me and a lot of people. But they, you know, they were they were the scrappy one guys that said things off the chest, not in a kind of formal way or professional way, but they were rock and roll. You know, that's what I really responded to. When I would listen to them together, I felt like that's rock and roll. That's the equivalent of rock and roll as a podcast. You know, yes, and that, that, that's, and that's what it felt like. And that's what those two guys, they just had that chemistry together that it's hard to, you know, it's hard to replicate that. So, but so everybody's yeah, listening to this podcast. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. Everybody's well, listening to this podcast. You need to message Ralph and Ian. They need to get I'm their shit together that. and squash their beef. <laughs> And get back together for the fans. Because we fucking need them in this world. 2020 sucking. We need some good news from fucking 2020. So get your shit together. And get the podcast going again. Because you are the podcast kings, brothers. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll second that. Yeah. Uh, we, we do got some good news, though. Uh, and actually, this is really coming. I mean, hey, I thought it was coming in time just because it was the fall of 2020. But now after Eddie Van Halen, we got the new ACDC single being dropped tomorrow. And That's apparently cool. the album is indeed going to be a tribute to Malcolm, which is well, great well. because I liked Rock or Bust, but Rock or Bust was not really, a, even though they were using uh, some ideas and riffs from Malcolm, the album itself was not positioned as a tribute album to Malcolm. Oh, and yeah. this album power up apparently is going to be like positioned like angus has already said in an interview that like what back in black is to bon scott power up is to malcolm young that this is a intentional tribute to him which is why they got the band back together for yeah, it. We, right need, on. we need a tour yeah. we need this fucking covid to go away we need acdc to bring back the power <laughs> yeah god what an awesome fitting like first big tour would that be after all this to, yeah. to have it be acdc a reunited acdc like that would be just so perfect and great and i would love it but at the very least we got the album so that'll get us through uh, a couple more months <laughs> and yeah. right now yeah. you know and it's just weird when you think about certain people like 
you know, just not to get too more of it, but some people die young, some people live on for a while, and, you know, people that aren't with us anymore, they, like, look at Dimebag, you know, that, you know, and then there's other people that are just, like, Keith Richards and stuff, just keep on trucking, and it's all just part of this crazy, sad thing, I guess, called life, you know? And yeah. It's just, like, I wouldn't have thought, like, two days ago that Eddie Van Halen wouldn't be existing anymore, you know? And this, it's just it's just you really got to embrace life while you have it that's what whenever something like this happens it's something you know it makes me think it's just like just we're all in this together you know everything's so divided now the world the country and people just have to put aside and squash these beefs and realize life is a precious thing we're, we're all in this together doesn't matter if you're you know a rock icon or just a rock fan you know we're all human beings we're all in this crazy thing to, together and people got to fucking just come together man yeah and enjoy life when you got it yeah man yeah. it just sucks man i know sammy wanted to squash his beef with uh eddie but he kept talking shit <laughs> I yeah i agree with that man <laughs> yeah i'd say uh, yeah i'm not i'm not a, a huge sammy hater like some people but i definitely understand why in the past 10 years he started to really get on people's nerves and why he was pretty much just killing any chance uh, of a reunion uh with him but you know the fairs like they had their moment they had their time the late 80s you know early 90s but ultimately i feel like what people wanted and what you know pe people wanted the original band back they wanted david lee roth you know and that's that that was the ultimate legacy i think looking back some people and i have fond like i said childhood memories of the 5150 album but and I do like that album, but the, ultimately, when people are going to think of the legacy of Van Halen, I do think that they're going to think of the David Lee Roth era and the, the and the innovation of Eddie's guitar playing during that period. That's that's what people I feel want it into the two thousands and what you know they'll think of when they look back and think of Van Halen. That's that's like the that's that's the period. That's the moment where the you know he he start, launched the musical revolution with Diamond Dave. You know. That, that's what happened. That's even, how I see it anyway. Yeah. Even Eddie Van Halen said, Roth is in our fans' DNA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something about those guys. It's fine. That's the thing with, uh, with, the, with the last album, with, you know, Different Kind of Truth, was Eddie plays different when he's with Dave. Like, it, he just rocks more. That's the thing. It's a, yeah. different, it's a different kind of playing. There's something about them. It can't, I said there was this brotherly chemistry between him and his brother. Well, there's this other kind of brother from another mother chemistry of David Lee Roth. Like there's just something between these guys that there's a there's a chemistry that brings out a different side. It's almost it's like this competition. Like Lennon McCartney had that this competitiveness almost with each other, where it forces them both. And the same with David Lee Roth. I mean, short of his first uh, solo album, he know uh, which I think is great. But after that. You know, he never really achieved the greatness of what he did with Van Halen either. So I feel like the two of them, they just made each other better. They just, they, it, maybe it was because they were trying to one-up one another, but it just put them on their game. And it, yeah. even as older men on that album, you hear it and it's like, oh, they're just picking up where they left off. Like, yeah. they're still, they, they still got that spark. There's just a spark where David... And Eddie made each other just shine a little bit brighter than they did when they weren't together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so Edwin, I want to ask you, uh, what song would you like to play in tribute to Eddie? Did you play Hear About It later yet? No, we haven't. 
Yeah, uh, that's my very favorite Van Halen uh, song. And I was actually going to post it on some of the pages, but I saw that Bob and Megan Reed had beat me to it. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's the song I would have used. Uh, because oh, there's just yeah. something, to me, that song encompasses everything about Van Halen. Because it's like both the shades. the It's moody. It kind of starts off like a ballad, but then it rocks. Then it becomes this mid-tempo hard rocker. And yeah. uh, I just love that song. It's my favorite Van Halen album, is, is uh, Fair Warning. And that's my favorite Van Halen song. Right and on. to me, it's it's perfect. It's a perfect song. All right, man. So we're going to play Hear About It Later right now, so you don't hear about it later on the Freeform <laughs> Rock Podcast. <laughs>
Edwin. That is a fucking great tune. I love that. That is my favorite Van Halen album. Also, fucking Dirty One Movies, man. That song rules. <laughs> oh, I love it all. I mean, for a long time, Unchained was my favorite Van Halen song. Yeah. I mean, I love that song, but uh, it's in recent years it, it became hear, hear about it later. That song just kind of creeped up on me, and maybe it was becoming middle age. Something about that song, maybe just like uh, that song. But I love that whole album. Although I gotta say, two is a close second for me. I really love two. Mm. Great song, man. But yeah, they're great. But and uh, you know, I like Diver Down. It's an underrated album, I think. Yeah, even I with love... all, even with all the cover songs, they're great cover tunes. So. <laughs> Van Halen really made the songs that their own. You know, that's the thing. They really, really did good covers. But also, it's the deep tracks. Like I love a. Uh, uh like secrets uh the little guitars that's i love little guitars oh, that's such a great track too oh, yeah the man. way the guitars come in you got the drum beat and then the, the guitar the brown sound then and oh i just mm-hmm. love that riff in the beginning but so, it's all amazing stuff all right man so uh we're gonna end our van halen tribute we want to thank you for coming on the episode uh yeah Edwin. thank you Edmund. No, uh, great. Well, th- thanks for having me on, guys. It was great talking to you guys about uh, Eddie Van Halen and yeah. R.I.P. Eddie. And, and hey, it'd be great to come back on again sometime in the future. Oh, just we'll, rap we'll, music with we'll you bring guys. you back right on, on for something, man. We'll, probably Motorhead or something. We haven't done a Motorhead episode yet. <laughs> well, if you do Motorhead, yeah, you got to bring me on or yeah, else I'll we'll, be insulted. We will bring you on for Motorhead. <laughs> All right, okay. so we're going to end this episode with the full bug. And uh, for uh, Devin, who was on here earlier, we're going to play Chinatown for him. So here's the full bug in Chinatown. And man, uh, Eddie Van Halen, thank you for all the music you've given us. Uh, you made my childhood awesome. You made my adulthood awesome. And yep. I think you guys too, man, made your life awesome too. Yeah. Later, guys. Later, all guys. Right. Take all care. Right. Take Peace. it
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. 
All music played on the Freeform Rock podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.